To the doctors of Reddit, what is it like when you have a doctor's appointment? I avoid disclosing I'm a doctor unless specifically asked what I do for work. I think I'm better taken care of when the doc slash team is most comfortable and working in their routine. Difficult and demanding patients who request special treatment often have worse outcomes. I don't want to be one of them. I completely agree. I never tell them I'm a doctor. Same thing when I take my kids to a pediatrician. I just want to be treated like a regular patient. Only exception was when I broke my hand and needed it operated on ASAP, not 10 days later. Being an ER resident, I always wonder which one of my co-residents is working in the emergency department as I drive home from a shift, knowing if something were to happen, they would be checking my rectal tone in front of all my coworkers. And then I think about how big their hands are. With my mom, it was like this. Mom, I think I have basal cell carcinoma on my back, but I can't see it quite clearly. Derm, you do have basal cell carcinoma. Good job. Went to student health as a med student. Attending I worked with the week before does my pap. With the resident, he asked, I said yes. Kept quizzing me. What am I looking for? What does it mean if the pap is positive? Etc. I'm getting questions right, but he's being real weird about it. Realized in parking lot after appointment, he was asking the resident, not me. Rotate with said resident a few months later. Bad. Because I can see all the shortcuts they're taking, and I'm aware of the examination they should be doing, but aren't. Edit. I should clarify, because I'm afraid it might have given the wrong impression. Most physicians I've met seem to know what they're about, but it's easy to spot areas where you would have done something differently, and the negative examples always stick out more than the positive. The example I was thinking of was this. I didn't learn I had scoliosis until my first week of medical school. It's mild, as scoliosis goes, but I have back and or neck pain every day. So, I went to a local MD to get checked out and see if I should be worried. I wait for two hours to get in. Said MD takes a cursory history, doesn't ask any of the right questions, family history of this condition, when did it start, has it worsened, etc., and in the physical exam, barely touches my back. I knew the test they needed to do, and the questions she should have asked, because I was in medical school. I was there for her experience and advice. I got neither. A better doctor, or more realistically, one with more time to see patients, would have said, hey, I don't know anything about scoliosis. You need to see someone who does. Or hey, actually knowing how to deal with a reasonably common condition would have been nice, I suppose, but I don't know. I'm a lowly resident. Edit 2. Whoa, never had this many notifications before. To answer a few questions, number one, this does not qualify as professional medical advice. If you have a medical problem, you should go see your doctor in the meat space. If you do have scoliosis, I would look around for a doctor who A. is an MD slash DO with an orthopedics background, whether as an actual orthopod or sports med, or B. is a practicing DO, you'll have to Google it, who does OMT and is familiar with scoliosis. Just my two cents. Opinions on chiropractors vary wildly in the medical community, and I won't get into that here because frankly, I'm not informed enough to comment. Number two. Several people have asked how this uppity med student knew anything in his first week of med school. Fair question. I was told I had scoliosis in the first week of med school. It was six months to a year before I got it checked out. Never had time to do anything those first two years, especially not go to the doctor. Number three. As others have pointed out, never be afraid to seek a second opinion. Doctors are human, and even hyper-educated humans make mistakes. 
Not only that, but frequently, diseases don't present the same way in the same patient every day of the year. Things can be messy in the real world. Complicated diagnoses may take time and may have to work through alternative diagnoses to get to the truth. Male gynecologist here. When I have a patient come in for a pap, it is always a bit annoying when they leave their underwear on under the gown. I have to step out of the room and wait for them to remove it. When I went in for my first physical in years, I stripped naked under the paper gown. Apparently, guys don't do this. They leave their underwear on. Who knew? My family doc, who was also my best friend, had a good laugh at my expense over this breach in etiquette. He also texted me the night before to let me know he was putting the KY in the fridge for my exam. Not a doctor, but was a medical assistant in an OBGYN practice for a while. We were near a very large medical center, so would regularly get physician patients. My favorite was this physician couple who would come in for pregnancy check-ins and refuse to let me take the woman's blood pressure. The husband would bring his own stethoscope and BP cuff and they would sit down into this weird, intimate BP-taking ritual that took forever while I just kind of stood off to the side. I told the doc I was working with about it and she's like, it's okay, I know them. They're like that. I'll take it again when I see her. So weird. It truly depends on the way you act. Most of the time, I won't tell the doctor that I'm also a doctor unless specifically asked about it or if there is a slip of my tongue about symptoms or any other medical words. Some doctors tend to be not too specific when they know you're a doctor because, quote, you already know what's happening. Sometimes, even my wife gets the ask your husband to clarify your questions. I try to have an open mind when I'm the patient because we are trained to think the worst, so there is a lot of cancer in my mind. Currently, I work in a palliative care unit, I have had medical patients and carers, and I would say that it is truly diverse how they react. We are also human and we are sick and vulnerable. The doctor vein can go completely off or go on overdrive. Turning it off is better and less intrusive most of the time. The test results came in. It's bad news. You're not subscribed to Am I the Genius or Am I the Jerk, linked in the description below. And you haven't liked the video either. But it's not too late to turn your life around. Please, subscribe. It's for the better. Just kidding. Thanks for watching. Not a doctor, but whenever my dad, who is a doctor, took me in for an appointment when I was a kid, it was always super awkward because if anything was done even remotely incorrectly, he'd basically do the medical equivalent of the let me speak to your manager routine. Which I kind of understand in that context, since it's your kid's health you're talking about and not a freaking expired coupon, but still, made me want to melt through the floor. In my experience, doctors tend to be pretty decent patients when admitted to the hospital. They know the routine, they get to know the nurses, they try not to hassle anyone, they can speak to their own doctors as colleagues, etc. Nurses, on the other hand, feel it is very important for you to know, at all times and in every sentence, that they are nurses, and they are much better at nursing than you. I will say there was this one instance of a doctor-slash-patient and a hospitalist getting into an argument that was pretty interesting. Basically, doctor-slash-patient disagreed with what the hospitalist was doing and asked if hospitalist had read any of the recent studies which suggested that he, instead, follow a different protocol. Hospitalist was not down with the quote, let's talk as colleagues, and decided to go full-on, screw you, I'm the only one wearing pants in the room right now. There was a mild argument, but remained incredibly civil. Two days later, the hospitalist was fired. Doctor-slash-patient's brother, or some other close relation, was the CEO. Nurses tend to thrash. Doctors go for surgically precise cuts. 
One time, I got a page about a patient who was still having some pain that wasn't relieved with the Tylenol she had specifically requested earlier. So, I ordered Toradol slash Ketorolac. For those unfamiliar, Toradol is an NSAID, i.e. the same drug class as Advil slash Ibuprofen and Aleve slash Naproxen. The only difference is that it is not available over the counter and it can be administered both orally and parenterally, IV slash injection. I get another page like 15 minutes later from the charge nurse about how this patient refused the Toradol because she is a nurse and does not want to be given any, quote, narcotic pain medication. I explained the situation to the charge nurse over the phone and got the feeling that the patient was under the impression that she was being given tramadol, which technically is an opioid, but not one of the good ones by any stretch. A discussion ensued, and despite very clearly explaining what I just wrote about Toradol in both lay and medical language, this nurse just insisted that she was right and vaguely insinuated I was trying to turn her into an addict. Her argument basically devolved into her shouting, I've been a nurse longer than you've been a doctor and I know what I'm talking about. I tend to give an honest effort to educate patients, but at some point, you just have to pick your battles. So, she got some naproxen, and I made it clear to the nursing staff that unless things significantly changed, either with her condition or her attitude, I did not want to get any more calls if she was still complaining of pain when the naproxen didn't work as well as she wanted it to. I'm a nurse, and I don't like announcing it when I'm being treated medically. My OB knows what I do because I work with her. Sometimes they figure me out if I let some jargon slip. I don't bring it up because I'm an OB nurse, and generally, I have little knowledge about other specialties. I don't want them to leave information out because they assume I know. I also don't want them to feel like I am judging them and the care they give me, and have them act weird around me as a result. I have a doctorate. I visit the medical doctor very infrequently, but after a little initial confusion, my GP once remarked, Oh, you're a real doctor. Med student. Had to go to the ED and then surgery for appendicitis. Got pimped by the surgeon. Felt bad, man. Edit. Getting pimped as a medical student is when you get grilled by your attending about facts about medicine that often are minutiae they only know. Sometimes facts not even relevant to medicine. Even more often, the questions are quote, read my mind type of questions. Your embarrassment and fear is what causes you to remember these facts so they're used as a quote, teaching tool. As a nurse, I could tell precisely which topics individual baby surgeons were traumatized by based on which BS orders and details they obsess over, and I curse whatever attending did that to them every time it becomes my problem. Speaking from both perspectives as a younger primary care physician, as a patient, my appointments are 50% what I'm there for and usually very direct, e.g., I have a sinus infection. It is now thick yellow-green discharge with fevers and present over 10 days. I think I may now need antibiotics. He will take a quick peek, then just give me a script. Then 50% non-related conversation regarding how my practice is going, learning a thing or two about a new specialist practice or tips and tricks of the trade. My doc is a very chill, well-versed, and quite an experienced physician who always teaches me a thing or two. As a physician, I also have multiple physicians as patients. My experience varies by specialty. Family physicians' patients seem more chill and relaxed, and usually drop by with a cup of coffee. Pediatricians who are patients are really fun to be around, but some of them seem to have underlying anxiety and at times fairly demanding. Internists are just so intimidating as patients, especially when older and more experienced, but always teach me a thing or two and force me to stay up to date on my guidelines. I also find specialist medical knowledge are more versed in their specialty. An ophthalmologist, as expected, 
won't know much about gynecology and paps, as their last pap they did was in med school. Not a doctor, but as the husband of a nurse, it's horrid. My wife and the doctor-slash-nurse practitioner will sit and bat ideas back and forth until they can get my wife to accept the diagnosis as her own idea. I'm a doctor. We make terrible patients, because we tend to minimize or rationalize every warning sign. Going for a doctor's appointment basically reminds us that we can also get sick, and since we have the burden of knowledge, we're just hoping we don't find something that'll force a lifestyle change. Otherwise, most times it's been a pretty standard experience in terms of registering, waiting, 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 and being seen for 15 minutes. If you go to someone you know personally, which I actually recommend against, you might get some preferential treatment, but it's mostly the same. Other way around, I'm a nurse and was taking care of a doctor I work with. Awkward. She asked me if she could give a urine sample and she wasn't in for something I'd usually get one for, but then she made me nervous because she should know that. So I was like, you're the doctor, you tell me. And she said, nope, you're the one calling the shots now. And I was like, okay, well, I think we are good with that one then. It was pretty awkward all around, but I work labor and delivery, so we deliver a lot of our own nurses and doctors, which is strange, but also nice. Today I learned that doctors go see other doctors. I thought they healed themselves naturally, like glowy mist thingies oozing out of their bodies and raising up into the air. But I have heard of barbers going to other barbers. My PCP doesn't know I'm a physician. When he asked, I lied about my profession. Not a doctor, but trained first aider for 20 plus years now. Step 1. The Precursor I'd been going blind for months. Not just a little, but my vision, which was corrected to 2020 normally, was now utter crap even with my glasses on, to the point where I couldn't read text on a monitor. Docs can't figure out what's going on, so I worry for weeks, test after test. Step 2. The Night This was the night I figured out what was wrong with me. I was suddenly nothing but thirsty and peeing. Like, get up every hour and stagger to the back room to empty a full bladder and then chug a quart of water thirsty and peeing. And when I get up in the morning, I realize I need medical attention because I was apparently a diabetic. I then chugged a 2 liter of Dr. Pepper because hyperglycemia is a lot less lethal in the short term than hypoglycemia. Didn't know if I'd already pushed past the butt end of hyperglycemia, but my first aid training was in the right place. Step 3. The Exam Go into the triage. Nurse takes my BP and vitals. Observes that I'm obviously not 100% there mentally. Docs get an IV in me, and as it flushes, they draw blood as well. I share that I think I'm diabetic, and the AP and nurse both smile, ignore it, and spend four hours asking me about what drugs I'm on. Step 4. Smug face. I was diabetic. No apology from the doc, but my face was suitably smug every time he talked to me. Pretty great, really front-of-the-line type stuff. Call my PCP friends or partner and say, hey, what are you doing for lunch? I've got a thing on me I want your opinion on. I'll buy you lunch. Or a radiologist. Hey man, my shoulder's been killing me. I lifted too much with it and now it's borked. Mind doing an MRI? Sure. What's lunch look like for you? Basically, I end up buying people lunches and they don't have to document anything. Win-win. I try not to flaunt my title, but it does have its advantages. Several years ago, I needed shoulder surgery. The morning of the surgery, the anesthesiologist and his nursing student came in. He asked if anyone had consented me for my nerve block. I said no, and his nurse started doing the prep work, dripping my shoulder, cleaning, etc. 
the anesthesiologist starts to explain to me. What we are doing is called a stellate nerve block, saying it very slowly. It's where we take a probe and we try to find the nerve that goes down your shoulder. Again, all being said very slowly so I can understand. And then we do, uh, I'm sorry, I'm one of the radiology fellows here in the hospital. His whole demeanor relaxed, and he said at a normal pace, we're doing a stellate nerve block. He gently pulled the nursing student out of the way and finished the rest of the procedure himself. When I go to see a doctor, which is not often enough since I don't need no stinking doctor, it's nice to be able to cut to the chase and not have the minutiae explained. However, I make it clear that I'm no longer on my playground, and it's their expertise that I'm paying for. I mostly sit there and try and convey what is wrong slash what I need without telling the doctor. It's also hard not to just give them your history like you'd take a history and preempt their questions. Lay people don't announce, nothing runs in my family without being asked. I always feel it's a bit twatty to say, I'm a medical student slash doctor at the start, but then it's awkward when they work it out and you haven't told them before. I also feel under pressure to understand or remember exactly what they're talking about and prove my knowledge too. My dad is a pharmacist, and the number of times I'd come out of an appointment with a certain prescription and he would call the doctor to tell them to change it is countless. Most of the time he was colleagues or had a one degree of separation kind of relationship with these doctors, so they didn't seem to mind, even though it was awkward for me personally. Typically, he knew of a better option or just one of the generic, which would save him a bunch of money. I had one eye doctor who was mad though, so that was not fun. I am super polite show up early, and yield to expertise that isn't specific to my specialty, radiology. I imagine that in some ways it's easier for my docs because they don't have to dumb anything down for me. I'm a nurse, and the worst thing for me is blood draws and IVs. At work, I'm the one they look for when there's a tough stick no one else can hit. I can tell in the first 30 seconds if the person knows what they're doing, but unless they're really hurting me, I try not to micromanage. Also, I have high blood pressure that runs 130 over 80 on a good day. If you let the air out of the cuff in 5 seconds and say it's 110 over 60, I don't trust you anymore. Not a doctor, but a medical lab scientist. My doctor knows what I do and sometimes jokes, you could run this yourself, right? Went to the ED and the RN asked if I was an MLS because she set the tubes she drew from my arm down without mixing them and I immediately began to mix them. It's important to mix them, because certain ones are rejected if a clot forms. She was like, great, without sarcasm. Another ED visit, the nurse learned what I did and insulted my career. You just push buttons all day? No, the instrument can't tell between a blast and a mono. I do. I go to an office outside of my job because I don't want my employer to have access to my medical record. Not that I have anything significant in my medical history to hide, and not that my employer can legally access my file without my consent, but I still like it this way. I started seeing a nurse practitioner out of necessity of getting an appointment, and now I choose to see her. She's thorough, she listens, and we get along really well. She actually gave me her personal email in case I needed to get a hold of her for any reason. That's not something you do for patients, but she knows I get it, and I would never abuse that privilege. Fourth year medical student. I tore my bicep, and before surgery, the anesthesiologist used an ultrasound to place a nerve block in my brachial plexus. This happens to be one of the biggest pain-in-the-butt bundles of nerves in the human body. It crisscrosses every which way and sends off branches which sometimes reconnect. I'm hopped up on benzos with a huge needle in my neck, and this dude is like, what are the nerve roots of this little guy? Pointing to some blurry line on the screen. 
Screw that guy. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.